Welcome to Evangel Church Online, a safe place for everyone to explore faith in Jesus, receive his love, and look more and more like him each day. Welcome to the last Sunday before Christmas. Today, we are gonna be exploring our last step in the genealogy, Mary. for you to ponder. Where do you turn when life just feels too much? Now, if you grew up in church, it is really easy to go to your Sunday school answer of Jesus, whether or not that's true. Um, and if that's your answer and that's honest, awesome. But where do you turn to when life just feels too much? Personally, I'm a good cry in a hot bath watching an action-packed shoot-em-up movie afterwards kind of girl. But what about you? When you've bitten off more than you can chew, when you've been hurt, when you just can't take any more, where do you go? And while Jesus is an amazing answer, it might surprise you to know that God sent Mary to another human being in her time of need. God who knew everything about Mary and knows everything about us entrusted Mary to her cousin, Elizabeth. And he invites us into his story to care for the people he's entrusted to us as well. Let's pray. So God, we thank you so much that in your wisdom, you knew that we would need one another. And I thank you that we can be your bringers of peace. We can reflect your heart and we can echo what you're doing in the lives of the people around us. If we have ears to hear, if we have the boldness to share the story you've given us, and if we are willing to be people of encouragement. So would you help us to learn from this moment with Mary and Elizabeth what your perfect and your best is for all of our interactions with other people in this Christmas season. Would you speak to us your truth? Holy Spirit, would you speak? Would you allow my own words just to float away? We want to hear you in your precious name. Amen. Well, we're going to head over to Luke chapter one for this last step in the genealogy of Jesus, Mary, the mother of Jesus. If you don't have a Bible, I want to invite you to get one because this is going to be such an amazing tool as you enter into 2023 to grow closer to God, to read the actual words and heartbeat of God for you. So if you don't have a Bible, head on over to myevangel.church forward slash Bible. You can get an app there, or if you're in the Powell River area, we would love to gift you with a Bible our gift to you. So Luke chapter one, and we're heading over to verse 26. Well, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. 
How will this be, Mary? asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me according to your word. Then the angel left. I love this little nudge moment. The compassion and wisdom of God on display in this life-changing moment in the life of Mary. Obedience for Mary was not a small decision. Mary was saying yes to having a baby. A yes that would ensure she felt the very real tugs of pregnancy on her body. A yes that meant she would go through real childbirth and labor pains. A yes that meant the forever changing realities of motherhood. And this decision of obedience was more than just a season. Sometimes we can say yes to, to small things that require months of our time, but yes for Mary ensured that she was going to be like holding the weight of that moment of obedience, that yes, for the rest of her entire life. Having a baby is not a season of obedience. You never stop being a mother. And so this was not just for a season yes. This was a yes that would change the entire trajectory of her life. And that is if she was able to keep her life. What would happen if Joseph abandoned her? Even worse, if he turned her over as an adulteress because an engagement was as good as marriage. Obedience had significant costs. It was not a small decision. And so we don't know the thought process of what sends Mary to Elizabeth, but I'm sure that it was an idea planted by these words of the angel. We don't know what sent her in the early months of pregnancy. Was she afraid? Was she curious to see if the angel was right? Was she looking for a place of refuge, an ally, someone else who had an impossible story who might be able to understand her impossible story? Regardless of why Mary made this decision, we know this. The compassion of God entrusted Mary to Elizabeth. Where does the compassion of God send you in your moments of greatest need? Where does the compassion of God send you when you need a place of refuge, when you need an ally in the impossible and the hard and the lonely parts of life that we all have? We have a saying here at Evangel, everyone doesn't need to know your story, but someone does because we were made for community. We were made to care for one another, to be entrusted with each other, but we were also made to be able to receive the care that we need from one another. And so the compassion of God sends Mary to Elizabeth. Let's pick it up from Luke 1 verse 39. At that time, Mary got readied and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to meet me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. This is a beautiful moment for so many reasons, and we're going to unpack them in a moment. But this also right here shows me the character of Elizabeth and why God knew he could entrust Mary to her. This is a woman who has endured a lifetime of pain, at least as long as her marriage was. In her own words, when she finds out that she's expecting John, her baby, after years of being barren, she says, God, you've removed my disgrace. That was how she looked upon herself. That was the load that she bared. So this was a woman who very easily could have acted in self-preservation. And finally, after, after having scandal and disgrace removed from her shoulders, she could have shut the door on more scandal and disgrace coming to her home in the form of an unwed and pregnant mother. She could have shut the door on the scandal of Mary's circumstance and her presence. Why jeopardize this new miracle by living and inviting speculation and gossip into her home? Elizabeth could have chosen jealousy. She was someone who was unable to have a child until God intervened. And here was Mary, young and pregnant with such a far-fetched story and she could have allowed the pain of her present circumstance, the pain of the lifetime of carrying that stigma to this moment to keep Mary at arm's length, maybe being civil, but not embracing her. She could have allowed those broken places within her to speak and to spill out on Mary. And this narrative would have looked so different if she had. But Elizabeth was a woman who looked up and not in. She was a woman who sought the ways of God, even in the moments of pain in her own life. In Luke 1 verse 6, um, as the birth of Jesus is being foretold and, and we're invited into this moment where we see Zechariah and Elizabeth for the first time, this is what the Bible says of them. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. This was a woman trusted to care for the heart of a young girl wrestling with a big yes. And her faithfulness to God to care for that which she was entrusted with is such a key for us. As we take a moment to recognize that we are entrusted with each other too. So again, Mary finds out that her cousin Elizabeth is pregnant and she's said yes to God. And now we don't know what drives her there, but she heads there to this hill country to Elizabeth's home to see for herself if what the angel has said is true. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she says, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Elizabeth is a woman with a story. 
She has a story of God's power, provision, and faithfulness in her life. And her story is a reminder of God's goodness. Her story echoes the words of the angel meant to comfort and strengthen and bring courage and boldness to Mary to say yes to the invitation of God. The words of the angel, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. You have a story to tell. Your life speaks something. Your life, your stories of God's power, provision, and faithfulness echo what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to people. That when God promises something, his promises never fail. That when God intervenes, life changes. We each have a story of when we saw God, when he acted for us. We each have a but God moment in our life. And that story is not just yours. That story, when we entrust it to the Holy Spirit, can be used to bring courage, to encourage someone else. Your life could be a reminder of God's goodness and your story, the echo of the Holy Spirit that will strengthen the obedience of our community. Our story submitted to God has the potential to change the trajectory of someone else's life. A few weeks ago, I asked someone in our church how they were doing and their answer took me by surprise. Rather than leaning into the realities of what life looked like in the circumstance for this family, this individual instead chose to share what God was speaking to her in this season. What God was revealing to her outside of her circumstances. And it was a poignant reminder to me that our lives are so much bigger than what we're facing right now. And I know that most of us know that, but it's so easy to get caught in that trap of just looking around how tired we are, how worried we are, how exhausted and stretched thin we are, the burdens that we carry, the weight, the wondering. And it can be so easy to get stuck there and allow that to dictate our responses in these moments. But the reality is that those pale in comparison to who God is. And when we are able to look up instead of look in, like Elizabeth did, God can help us take the story that he has written for us in our life and use it to strengthen the people he has entrusted to us. How can you use your story this week? Those moments where God showed up in your life they're not just for our benefit, they're for his glory and for strengthening his people. It's his story all along. We just get to play a part in it. And his story is the one that we need to hear. Maybe today you're feeling like, you know what? I'm not the Elizabeth right now. I'm the Mary. 
I'm the one who's at the end of my rope. I'm the one who is just feeling so weak and worn and I don't know how to say yes to what God's asking of me. Maybe you're not a place to be the teller of the story. Maybe you need to be the recipient of it, the listening one, the one who's reminded of the character and the steadfast faithfulness of God. Maybe you need an echo that reverberates past your doubts and fears, an invitation that your story is not your story at all. You get to play a part in his. Maybe you need a reminder of who you were created to be. Not what your present circumstances dictate that you are, but who God himself molded you to be. In a loud voice, Elizabeth exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. At kids camp um, in the summers, we have a challenge for our staff. And the challenge is that we want to be people of encouragement. But we want to be people who are encouraging by catching the places where our kids are reflecting the character of God well. And just lavishing praise upon them for those things, of highlighting Jesus in them. And that kind of came out of a session I was at at a conference. I was listening to an amazing pastor, Megan Marshman, speak of an encounter she had on an airplane. And she was sitting beside this very, very proud father who was showing her pictures of his teenage daughter. And he was just going on about how incredible this girl is. And she was the team captain and star of the volleyball team. And she was on their um, honor list. And she's an incredible student. And he's going on and on about her accomplishments and accolades. And Megan asked this man, but what if she fails? And of course, his answer was that, well, he's just so proud of, of who she is regardless. And I'm absolutely certain that that is the case. But in sharing this story with the couple thousand next-gen leaders that were at this conference, Megan shared this challenge. What we encourage people based on gives them fuel to continue to pursue that. We strengthen the drive and we reinforce the message that their value is based on what we see, acknowledge, and encourage. And unintentionally, what she was picking up on in that airplane was that this young girl, the message she was getting was, you're an incredible athlete, you're an incredible student, and the drive and the focus of her life would have to be continue to get A's, continue to be the best athlete, because we drive for what we are encouraged in. It's the way that we're wired. We each have a scorecard and a metric to our life and so often it's just riddled with what we have accomplished. And I think it's what makes this moment stand out to me so much. See, Elizabeth encourages Mary, but she encourages the work of God in Mary's life. Blessed are you, Mary, that the favor of God rested upon you. 
Blessed is this baby within you. How fortunate that, that my Lord is here in this place. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Blessed are you for trusting God, for clinging to his promises. Blessed are you apart from what you're doing. Blessed are you for who you are and for your faith, for the fact that you see God Almighty and you trust him. Blessed are you for what the Lord is doing in you. And this is purely speculation and, and wonder but I wonder if those words change the trajectory of Mary's path. Because twice in Luke 2, we see this moment or these like similar words in Mary's life. First at the birth of Jesus in Luke 2 verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these strange things that were happening and pondered them in her heart. And then 12 years later, when Mary and Joseph realized Jesus isn't with them in this caravan coming back from Jerusalem, and they find him in Luke 2, 51. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. I wonder why she would lock those things away. Why she would store up all of these strange encounters, all these odd things that don't normally happen at the birth of a baby, like shepherds showing up unexpectedly. I wonder if some of the words that Jesus spoke, she locked away because blessed is she who believes that the Lord will fulfill his promise to her. Our words have weight. And I wonder if in those moments that were so strange and so peculiar, the voice of her cousin came floating back in to remind her that the trajectory of her life, the outcome that she was striving for was to be obedient and faithful because the son she carried would save the world. I wonder if she picked up these moments like precious gems and tucked them away to become another step forward in this belief that God would fulfill his promises. We each hold the weight and the joy of the responsibility to each other. And we have been entrusted to one another. When we encourage each other, we quite literally give courage to each other. We pour fuel in to that person to continue to drive towards and strive for the things that we're encouraging. So would we be people who don't pick the low hanging fruit, but do the work of looking for with curiosity where Jesus lives in that person and calling that forth? Would we be the people like Elizabeth, so filled with the Holy Spirit that we would speak his words out? This is who I know God has created you to be. These are the gifts within you that shine so brightly to point a world that needs hope and life and joy towards Jesus. This is the life change I witnessed in you. This is part of your story that just glorifies God and helps me to see him. Would we be people that hold the weight and the responsibility for each other? 
and weigh our words accordingly. Because God in his compassion has placed us in proximity with people so that like Elizabeth, we would be able to give strength and courage to those in need and like Mary, receive it in turn. Well, this Christmas season, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a few things that our team just seems to be like circulating back towards. And, and for me personally, two things that I just feel God just asking me to really pause and be still in. And the first is that he is Emmanuel, God with us. In all of the mind-bogglingly beautiful and healing ways that my spirit needs this Christmas. But the second is from a song that I shared in our newsletter, and I want to share it with you today. And it's a song that I just find myself singing over and over and over during the day, and it's a message that my spirit needs. And this morning, if you're feeling like Mary, and you're feeling like the weight of the yes is so heavy, if you're feeling like you need to run to a place of refuge, and find an ally, I pray that the truth of these lyrics, bringing you back to the one who's with you always, Emmanuel, Jesus, would wash over you. Oh, come, all you unfaithful. Come, weak and unstable. Come, know you are not alone. Oh, come, Barren and waiting ones, weary of praying, come, see what your God has done. Oh, come, bitter and broken, come with fears unspoken, come, taste of his perfect love. Oh, come, guilty and hiding ones, there is no need to run. See what your God has done. He's the lamb who was given, slain for our pardon. His promise is peace for those who believe. He's the lamb who was given, slain for our pardon. His promise is peace for those who believe. So come, though you have nothing, come, he is the offering. Come, see what your God has done. Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born for you. Perhaps this morning you're feeling like Mary and you're not sure where to turn. You're facing down a hard road. Jesus, Emmanuel, is born for you and he's with you always. He will never leave and he is with you in the tears and in the doubts and in the struggle. And not only is he with you, but he's placed you in the middle of a community of faith with people who can walk alongside you if you're willing to let them. If your faith feels shaky, there are stories of his faithfulness. If you're feeling alone, there are those who would love to remind you that you are loved. If you're at the end of yourself, hear the words of Christ in you and receive the courage that he is enough through the encouragement 
of your faith community. Just come, come as you are, unfaithful or not, come, you're not alone. But whether or not you feel like a Mary, we are each called to be an Elizabeth, to come alongside those that God has put in our path, to share the stories of God's faithfulness in our lives so we could encourage the faith of someone else and to speak the words of life, Christ in us and with us and for us, over each other and to each other. We are called, each of us, to be people of peace, speaking words of life and sharing the hope that we have, especially now. Let me pray for us. So God, I thank you. I thank you for your kindness and gentleness to us. I thank you for the ways that you work in our lives and you purify us and you take those broken and hurting places and you heal and you mend and you restore and you do something so beautiful. And so we thank you for these lives, for Elizabeth and Mary and what we can learn from you and your best through them. Would you help us to be people of encouragement, people of life? Would you help us to have eyes to see one another, to make room, to share, to make room to encourage, to make room to be with. And if we are feeling weary this, this moment, if we're feeling like Mary, needing a place to run and an ally, would you remind us, Holy Spirit, that you are here you are with us. You're Emmanuel. You'll never leave. We love you in your precious name. Amen. I have a few announcements for you before you go ahead and log off. The first is that if you are watching this before December 24th, we would love to invite you to our Christmas Eve service. It'll be here at Evangel Church in Powell River at 6.30 p.m. on the 24th, and we would love to invite you to Once Upon the Christmas. And all that kind of stems from that about how this is the story of Christmas. And the first Christmas set the tone for all of the rest to come. Well, December 25th is a Sunday and we are going to be online exclusively. So if you are watching this and you normally join us online, no sweat, you are golden. Just come on back here um, on December 25th at nine o'clock. But if you normally join us in person, and you know, circumstances have you online this week, don't come to church on Sunday. Join us right here in your PJs. We will be in ours as well. Well, our office is going to be closed December 25th through the 29th so that our staff can spend some time with their families, but we will be open on December 30th from nine o'clock to five o'clock. If you would like to give, that will be your last opportunity this year to give in person. Of course, you can give online right through December 31st and we would so greatly appreciate your help to end this year well as you might have heard we have had some HVAC issues um, so our heating system in our auditorium has been slowly dying which has meant some very costly repairs 
double some of our um, utilities bills and having to purchase a replacement unit, which means that we are significantly behind uh, financially where we need to be to end out this year. And so if you do have margin, we would be so, so thankful if you would partner with Evangel Church. Any amount of gift helps to help us to end this year in a place where we can continue to lean into all that God has asked us as a church to do, to be a blessing to Powell River and beyond. Your generosity would be such a great help in that. So thank you so much for being here with us today. If you do not tune in on December 24th or December 25th, allow me to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Have a great day.